Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're listening to Mighty House. (laughs) All right, there we go. See? Comes out so smooth, no problems. It's yeah, a sunny. I, yeah. Shows on twice in my head. Oh, yeah. You got to get that out of there. So, yeah. Well, hang on. I think I, that's my my end. Yeah. Nah, we're good. Yep. No, I had to mute. I had to mute uh, Facebook. Yes, exactly. That was on me. All right. Yep. We're good. Good morning, Ron, Chicago. start the show. <laughs> what are you waiting on, man? <clears throat> good morning, Chicago. <clears throat> Maybe not. I'm Ron Calgill. The Mighty House team is on the air. Do you work on your $500 computer? How about your $5,000 or maybe $20,000 car? If you don't, is it because you don't know what you're doing? And if you don't repair your own computer or car, why do you think it's okay to work on the most expensive investment in your life? Are you really going to work on your home all by yourself? Why not give us a call and find out if it's something you should try? We can also help you put a game plan together so you can tackle that home project correctly. With a little help from us, you can make sure your most expensive investment does not turn into your most expensive mistake. Give us a call, 877-711-5611. That number again, 877-711-5611. And uh, we've got open phones right now, so get your questions in. In the first hour, we'll be taking your calls, and we'll have the Mighty House Tip of the Week with Rich Calgill. In the second hour, we're going to be talking to Chuck Saragusa from 99... DollarClosing.com. Don't believe it. We're going to find out okay. in the second hour, right at 8 o'clock. So we'll also have the uh, Clutter Clarity segment. No, we're not going to have one? Nope, too we're tired. Past, too tired. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, so that'll be the end of the second hour. And in the third hour, it's just all your phone calls and emails. So uh, stay tuned. Join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Mr. Floor and Maggie Rad. We're broadcasting worldwide and live, MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts and preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeImprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And uh, you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. If Rich had a red background, yes. we'd all be matching today. Yes, we would, wouldn't we? Switch I your do back. have that. Oh, Ron just disappeared. There he is. Yep, back. Wow! Good job there, Andrew. All right. So, uh, what? And then what? What's this new thing we just found? It was a showcast. What was that? Oh yeah, I, I was going to look at that right now uh, that you sent me about distributing podcasts. It's like well, no, but we can also broadcast live on that. Okay. On yeah, that I'll, platform, I got to have it approved by by management to make sure we can do it. <laughs> approved, um, dude. Okay, here's lesson. Have you not met us before? <laughs> Here's, here's Mighty House Drill Team. Right, yes. Mighty House Drill Team. Right on the air, I'm going to say this. 
You, Go we, ahead. We ask for forgiveness, not permission. Just rock right. and roll with it, brother. Go. I know. I, yeah, I just I want to make sure that if they catch us and say something, then we stop. I I, I produce five other shows here. Too, yeah, so I want to make sure that there's I'm only one going on right now. There's okay. only one going on right now. Which is brother. your favorite? Come on. I don't have a favorite. You do. <laughs> Truthfully, I do not. You, okay. I, I which just, I which just, host is your favorite of all your shows? Which host is your favorite? I don't have favorite hosts. Okay. Which host is your least favorite? Because we all know. No. We know who your least favorite host is. No, I don't have a least favorite He's everybody's all. least favorite host. No. Notice I, I said he. I, I, am, I am serious in saying this. Everybody asked me that question. I do not have a favorite anybody. But you have a least favorite. You I could admit it. Favorite. Just admit it. I don't. <laughs> Come on, ask, an, ask any mother. I have not mother, met a single person at this station who I don't like. Ask any mother with more than one kid, and they can tell you who their favorite one is. And who their least favorite yeah. is. But it's, it's, can, it's no different. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't have If a I had a kid that would run away, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much respect for all of you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, I didn't bring my hip waiters. You, I was going to say, you got your waiters on? <laughs> We know it, Andrew. It's, it's okay. It's a holiday weekend. I get it, but I didn't so bring I'm my. Still kind of out of it. I was out late last night. I'm still trying. Were you to... at a poetry slam? No, yeah. I was yeah. not at a poetry. And he was out till ten. <laughs> yeah, I actually I got home at like ten. Yeah, 10, around ten. No, oh wow, but yeah, I got, that's late. Yeah, I got up at four thirty today. So, so say, oh. save all that stuff for Mike Jackson, the outdoor show. Okay, I, I work with him a little bit too. I like yeah. him as well. Save all that for him because he's got the hip waiters. We don't have any. Also have the will report on standby, so oh. we can bring him. <laughs> wow, in. he's he's rocking. Somebody else got up at four thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I just got to say real quick, Andrew. I was driving around with my niece, and her and her friend were making fun of people, and they go, "You know, poetry slam." And I went, "Ooh, see, uh-huh. other people do it. The uh-huh. other people who are my age do it. Poetry slam. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Hey, you know today is. Not only is it uh, the what holiday today weekend, is. Th- this, this is show yes. number 666. Oh, yeah. Is that why you wore the shirt that says Route 66? No, but that's a good thing. I could thing. just take a marker and fill it Add in. Add one more six on my shirt, yeah. Wow. No, that's it. So who knows? If, if, if it all goes wrong and all goes in, in the tank there, fresh meat, this is why. It's not your fault, okay? It's a special day. Yes. It, so if it all goes in the tank, it's not your fault. It's just show number 666. I can't That's believe all. you've done the 666 times. That's really impressive. It really is. <laughs> but it's only a weekend. You know, most people hit that, you know, pretty fast within a, a couple of years if you're doing a weekly show. So. Okay. So how many years does that? Well, let's to? see. 52 weeks uh-huh. in a year. Yeah. Somebody, anybody. Like 12 years, 13? That's ridiculous. <laughs> really? Right, Rich was close. It's 12.807 years. See, there we go. Mr. Calculator. Thank you, sir. Years. No problem. Unbelievable. <laughs> I've been doing it this long? Wow. Yeah. Talk about some back wait, back due wages. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What in the world? Uh-oh. Annie Hoot. Yep. So, yeah, we've been... It's been a while. <laughs> yes, it has. So there we go. All right. And um, I noticed I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, building in Florida segment. We, you finally got one posted. Yeah, and actually, they just finished framing, but I'm, I'm kind of saddened that you didn't watch it for the simple fact that it's the style of the home that's actually nuts. Oh, yeah? So it's a super West Indies style home. Okay. So it literally has framed parapets in the front. 
Okay. You know, like on the, it has gable ends. Right. Gable ends are a no-no in hurricane and tornado zones. You should never have gable ends. Right. And then to put parapets up there is just about the dumbest thing you can do. <laughs> but because now you've got these obstructions up in the air that are just going to grab wind and tug at the house. You know sure. what I mean? So they're not a good idea. But so this is house is not really well designed for Florida. So it's a, it's but, like putting a sail but the up homeowner. There. Yeah, but it's not one. Of, it's not a spec. This is a homeowner and architect collaboration. This oh, is what yay. he wanted. Yeah. So we'll build it, but we will do everything we can to make sure it stays there. Right. So I just showed pictures of the second floor and the parapets and stuff. It was a very short video, but I'll go by there today or tomorrow. Um, they should have the roof dried in, which we do what you call ice and water shield. We call it. Right peel and stick right but we do two layers of peel and stick the whole entire roof gets covered with this peel and stick twice so that's yeah so that's dried in now all of our guys will go out there all our subs they'll go make all their penetrations okay plumbing vents hvac whatever needs to go through prior to putting the roof sheet the tile on the roof we will put a cap sheet down okay and the cap sheet so now basically you have three layers of roofing Wow. On your house. So, again, that's why we don't worry so much about hurricanes, you know, water infiltration through the roof, because that's, that's covered. Right. And that, But with these parapets, we're concerned about, you know, we got to run that base sheet up to the top of those parapets, and then we're going to, I've got to leave them somewhat vented because they're all frames. So yep. I'm worried about trapping moisture yep. inside those like we talk about. Yep. So I have, instead of doing them in stucco, I have them doing them in precast concrete caps, and we will put plastic spacers in there, Yep. you know, just in the mortar bed so that it has vents. Right. And then the liquid-applied waterproofing, the, I think it's uh, Prosecco 250. I think Prosecco is a champagne, so it's not made up of Prosecco. <laughs> but anyway, that is a vapor-permeable waterproofing that I love that stuff. We use it on everything, and nails self-seal going in. You cannot pull nails out. Right, you have a yeah. hole. Right, but if you drive a nail, it will self seal around the nail. It's a great product. I would not use. So we don't use Tyvek, Tyvek, or anything. Yeah, and then I don't know if you get JLC, Journal of Light yep. Construction. Yep. But that great article this month in Training the Trades. Right. It's about drainage plane, rain screens. Oh, excellent. And it's a great article. I shall shoot this over to you. But All right. Things I like. I see the break. We are coming up on a break, and we'll have more and the Will Report coming up next. All right. Right here. See, I work construction. I build things. I don't know if you all realize the pressure a man like me has got on. This is Mighty House. I don't know. Oh, you know, we forgot. I know. Yeah, he knows. Not sure we'll, why. We'll do it next segment. How's that? Yeah, that's fine. I just don't know. I loaded it in in production mode and it didn't play. I don't know what's going on. Got so. it. We are broadcasting worldwide and live. MightyHouse.net. TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at mrfloor.com. 
And a new kitchen, new bath, new addition. The brand new Niles Design District has everything you need to renovate your home. Nearly 10 home improvement businesses offering expert advice, competitive pricing, and superior products are on Milwaukee Avenue in Niles. Stop out today and check them out. There's a lot of great stuff out there right on, right in the Niles Design District. They have little flags up, too, right on the on the poles and the light poles telling you when you're in that design district. So check them out at uh, NilesDesignDistrict.com. What are you shaking your head no for? I'm laughing inappropriately. Oh. Because I'm Polish. Yeah. And there's it's a big Polish area. Yeah. And you said there's flags on the poles. <laughs> so there was, are. I know. So I was thinking there's Polish people walking around with flags on them. Well, that's uh. rude. I said it was inappropriate. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we it's on the light poles. There's flags Thank hanging you. on the light poles. How's that? Much better. Nice. Mucho better? Okay, good. All right, good. so. Shut up, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I think we ought, you know, what we're talking about right now in the venting of these walls and stuff, um, we might want to get uh, the Will report going and, and uh, toss two cents into him. <clears throat> hey, Will, are you there? Hey, how you doing, guys? How you doing? Oh, good, good, good. Okay, so we're Two talking. Things I wanted to talk we're talk- about really because I've been getting a lot of calls for basement flooding and stuff. Obviously, sure. sure. Um, <laughs> the some pumps are very um, misunderstood in this area. Everybody thinks that a sump pump is basically there to get all the water away from your house. It's actually only supposed to take care of water that's coming from a rising water table. And I see this new construction where they take the downspouts and they have them going into underground pipes. And those underground pipes are connecting to the drain tiles, which goes to the sump pump. No, that's not not even legal. That's not even legal. You cannot do that. It's not even legal to do that. But they are doing it. Well, that's just stupid. In Chicago, (laughs) it still is. There's a guideline against it, but it's still allowed. In Chicago, in the city proper, you're supposed to... Secondly, you what have they to connect downspouts to your storm sewer. Well, one at a time. Your sewer. Okay. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Then that second thing is they connect the sump pump drain up to your sewer. And in Chicago, you have a unitary sewer system where the drain sewer and the poopy water sewer mm-hmm. are the same sewer. And so it just winds up coming back up to your floor drain. Right. So, you know, this is this is what people do. The second thing, too, to that very cheap... Uh, the old days, they had a thing called a standpipe, which was a, a fixture you stuck in your floor drain, and you had a pipe that, that came up about three, four feet. Yep. And that kept your basement from flooding. They have now today uh, floor drain check valves, right. which is just a little valve with a flapper, and you put that in your floor drain, and the water will drain out if you want to you know, wash your basement floor. But then if it backs up, the little flapper comes up and closes and closes it off. And they're very easy to install, and it's like 20 bucks. And you can go on a big box store website and find them. Yep. And uh, why people don't use them, I have no idea. But that's why you have basement flooding in Chicago is basically the sewers back up because all your friends are putting their sump pumps into their sewers. Sure. Sure. There's nothing wrong with it. It gets it away from their house. It puts it in the neighbor's house. Yeah. The city of Chicago, the last edition I did on the south side, the city of Chicago required me to put the downspouts into the sewer system, which is a combined sewer, yeah. so it is sanitary and storm. Yeah. And they also made yeah. me use cast iron pipe because in the city of Chicago, you, at least at that time, you had to be the most dumbest person <laughs> in the world and use a code from 1935. <laughs> 
Well, uh, yeah. I put a, I put a sealed sump pit in the basement because of radon gas, and the dumbass inspector yeah. Yeah. is fine. He was. Yeah. He made me pull no, it out okay and put it in was. a clay pit. Uh-huh. I'm like, right. are you serious? Yep. This is, you know, 1995. Yep. This was back sometime, but are you kidding me? You are a moron. Yeah, I was so pissed. They, they, you, you got a you got a problem with that? You think you know better? You know, my alderman will come over and, and teach you something. You yeah, know? I don't even that's, trust me. There's a reason I left. Yeah, <laughs> there's um. Yeah, I know. There, there, it's there's there, they are, and uh, I got a note from the city of Chicago. They are working on on upgrading the the plumbing the plumbing code, and that's the next thing on on uh, the commissioner's Judy's list. list. Yep. Yes. So no, she's the best thing that's ever happened to that building department. Yep. Honest so, to God. Yep, without yeah. question. So I would agree. Um, so anyway, so she's working on that piece of it now. But yeah, they still require cast below grade. So do they really? Yep. yep. So they're doing a test pi- a pilot where you can use CPVC for your supplies. Yep. But they still require cast below grade. Yes. Dumbass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The way it goes, man. It's, and it's, it's not, the union. You it's, know? it's not. It's not just. Yeah, but I get the whole idea of protecting the unions when you were actually using oakum and soldering joints. But now you're just using the rubber hubs. Yeah. So you put a little juice on them. You slap them in there. You push the pipe in. It doesn't take any tra- any severe training. Yeah, there's um, there's a bunch of other towns that require that too. That's I, I can't name them off the top of my head right now. But I know we've run into several recently that still. Uh, still require the cast below grade, so whatever reason. So anyway, by, by hey, the way, I, can I, I change it? I very much agree with Rich as far as the uh, furring strips and stuff on the uh, drainage plate for for siding. Yes. that's something I've been pushing for a while. And everybody I talk to looks at me like I'm a total idiot when I bring it up. You know, how about it? Yeah. So uh, here's There's what a... I want to get into too with with you, Will, is because you do a lot of uh, split block inspections. What Will's or Rich is talking about now is venting the tops of these framed parapet walls and and uh putting in flashing systems. So do you run into Duh <laughs> Right? Duh. I mean, you know, you, you are a common friend of ours, you know him, I'm not gonna mention his sure. name, but he's he's been pushing that. And quite frankly, all that technology, you know, that big twenty first century technology, it's nothing more than the clay coping tile brought to the twentieth century. Sure. Or twenty first yes. century. You know, right. the clay coping tiles are supposed to breathe on the side. Yep. And now you've well, got and all these masons who are just slapping them on, or worse yet, you got the roofers who take the roof over the parapet wall and close off that vent. And exactly. then these old 1910, 1920 triple-way brick buildings, the parapet wall falls apart in five years because it's not right. vented, it's not breathing, it's not drying out. Yep. Well, and you have it a lot worse, obviously, because if I can absorb moisture all summer and into the fall, and then, hey, let's have a hard freeze. Uh-huh. You know, now you're blowing right. that thing apart as that water expands when it freezes. We obviously just have a humidity issue and so on. And then the yeah. other thing that's kind of funny, though, is I think some of that wood needs to retain that moisture because we have um, dry wood termites that just love really dry wood. So if you air it out too much, right. I think you just make a home for the termites. <laughs> so it is it is yeah, funny well, how you, just, you have to look and approach different things here. You could fix this but cause that. You know what I mean? So you yeah. really got to look at – and that's why, that's why we say it. It's building science now. It's not just building right. stuff. Right. you got to really look at what you're doing. Exactly. And that's the problem is, too, is you have a lot of tradesmen, and I'm not trying to put anybody down, who 
they are used to doing what they've always done. It's rote Absolutely. work that they learned how to do, and they keep doing it, and they never want to change it. But today you need some guys who actually are going to think about what they're going to do, because depending on the application, depending upon the house, depending on the area, it's going to be different sure. in how you yep. approach it. And so, most people don't think about this stuff. Well. So what I was talking about is in the, yep. this month's Journal of Light Construction under Training the Trains, they're calling about they're talking about rain screen basics. But one of the pictures that really stuck because the first one has Tyvek, the second one has thirty pound felt, which is fine on a sidewall. I mean, I've been doing it for a thousand years and it works. But one of the pictures shows zip wall. You know that new everybody's in love with product where you just uh -huh, put right. it all up, nail right. it up, and then tape over the seams. Nobody sure. is putting a rain screen on that. And I tell you, there are going to be lawsuits in the next five to ten years, just like they did with uh, with Drive It, because they did not install this property. They drove the nails in too deep, which is now allowing moisture into all our nail heads. They're not building the rain screen. I will not touch this stuff with a ten foot pole. It's overpriced, and it's not it's not a bad product. It's not installed properly as this, usual. This. Yeah, this this house that I'm uh, looking, I'm doing a phase construction inspection for in the uh, northern suburbs. The house next door, they used that zip uh, system, and then mm -hmm. they went over it with Hardy. And uh, I had a chance to look inside uh, before they insulated the stuff, and they've got like ten thousand different little nail heads coming out inside the the sheathing, uh -huh. and. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just you know, you know, it's just going to be a pain, and you know, of course, on top of it, the Hardy they didn't install it properly; they had to seal the edges when they cut it and stuff, and so it's just going to be a pain in the butt. And uh, it's the same builder that's building both of them, and I felt like telling telling him something, but I just took pictures <laughs> and I'm going to put it in my class. <laughs> there you go. Well, see, the thing yeah, is, it's, that's now, the hard part. I've been using that. I've been using the zip wall now for about two or three years at, you know, just more of as, as an experiment more than anything. But we've had one piece of, of, uh, of that cutoff laying in the mud now. And in all this rain, we've been driving over it, everything on a job site. And we were just leaving it there to the very end. So, um, it's so far it's been holding up. It's, it's amazing. And with all this rain we're getting, it's, it's floated half the time in there. So, um, so, so you're 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 following laboratory conditions. Yes, correct? exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's the not really totally controlled, but it's a good test. That's what happens on job sites. You yeah, know, you got a piece of right. lumber that's been sitting out there for three months, getting rained on, and they need that final piece. You know, as part of the uh, you know some sheathing and stuff, so they put it in there, yep. and the thing's all full of mud and, and mold and all this other stuff, but they still use it. Yep, yep. yep. So, so we'll see what it looks like at the end of the uh, at the end of the job and. We, maybe we can talk about that. So, um, take some pictures of it for yeah, me. Oh yeah, would. yeah, sure, I will. I'll, I'll yeah. get that squared away. So, um, I've, I've got I've got a conference in June. I got to go teach up in Colorado. So, okay, I need the material. Oh, there all you right. go. Yeah, excellent. Okay, well, cool. So, uh, so how many, gentlemen? All right, thanks, Will. Okay, oh, bye, Will. So, how often? Yes, Robbie. No, go ahead. Go I was gonna I was gonna talk a little bit more about the the furring strips and what uh, what we were talking about there. I missed the whole furring strip conversation. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Okay. We that were... was you were talking during the break. No. Yes. We started it, but then we were, we, we, we took Will's call. Yes. And now we have another break. Yes. Hey, maybe next break we'll talk. Next yeah. segment. Stay tuned. Yeah, we're teasing the furring strips. <laughs> furring strips, yes. <laughs> that's Exciting. That's better than than uh, doing teasing drywall. We'll be back right after this. This is Mighty House. 
Mighty House will return. You see this hammer in my hand? Yeah, I'm gonna find that sad finder. What does it look like? And a level. What is a level? Don't you know what a level is? Yeah, it's something you advance to in a video game. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Mag Erad. Podcasts and preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeImprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. Wow. Fighting off a sneeze right there. Yeah. Woo. Success. Okay. So uh, we were talking about rain screens. We're getting a lot of uh, moisture right now, a lot of rain. There's a lot of uh, issues with uh, foundations leaking. Foundation And, and also just the, the walls, uh, if you've got a masonry building, those walls are going to be really wet right now. So uh, if you're putting up siding, what would you, uh, and, and you were talking about putting up rain screen. So uh, let's get into that a little bit more. What are you talking about there, Rich? I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing here. But anyway, <laughs> so when we're talking about rain screens, there's a couple of ways to do it. So there's like Benjamin Opdyke. I don't think I ever get that second part of that name right. They make a product that looks just like uh, Tyvek or Tipar. Okay. You know, it's your house wrap. Right. But it has plastic dimples on it. Okay. Do you remember the little candy dots that would come on? Like it looked like a, a register tape. Uh-huh. And then it had the little candies, the... the uh, uh, little sugar candies on there. Yep. Anyway, so they have those little dots all over their uh, over their, uh, their house wrap. Right. Yes. I was doing something else, thus the distraction. Uh-huh. I'm I'm all done now though. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> they have that on the surface. So if you put your siding up, your siding cannot be nailed tight to that. It'll it gives you that little gap. Sure. And that little gap is what's underrated. So, and particularly hardy siding. Uh, so, like Will was talking about, you know, the two houses or the houses he's inspecting. If you have plywood and a rain screen such as Tyvek or Tipar, and you put a vinyl, not vinyl, but the hardy siding up there, uh-huh. the top of that board is nailed tight to the wall. Yep. There's no way you can get around it. I mean, yep. it's just the nature of the beast. If water gets behind that, it literally creates a dam that water cannot drain. It has no choice but to sit on top of that siding, and it only has three places to go. Into the wall, drip out the lip, yep. or up, you know, soak it through the back of the siding. So you're not dealing. It's not good moisture management. You need to put furring strips on the walls. And the smart people actually nail the furring strips over where the studs are. Yes, so that's, then when you're putting up your siding, you know exactly where your studs are. Yep. Putting the siding up goes 10 times faster because yep. you're not looking for studs. Um, but you put that up there. Now you've given a path not only for water to drain out, but for a convection current to come up from the bottom, and you leave a small gap at the top of the soffit, and you now have a convection current that will dry that wall out. Right. And at the bottom, there's also a screen that you put on, a uh, horizontal screening, like like you could use ridge cap or something like that. but Whatever the thickness of your uh, furnace yeah, that's is, all, 
then, just then to you, keep the bugs out. Right. And then that way you've got a nice screening along the bottom. And, yes, yes, we do that. And it works good. Well, yeah, well, that's because yes, you care. So that's I don't surprise you do it. But yeah. it amazes me. I went by a job down here, that the second story, on a brand-new house, and they were wrapping it with Tyvek. Uh-huh. And putting up hardy siding and not doing a drainage plane. They had the drainage plane. I take that back. They had a drainage plane built up with furring strips, and they put it behind the Tyvek. Oh, jeez. So they had the sheathing, uh-huh. then the strips, uh-huh. then the Tyvek, and then the siding. So they had all the pieces, uh-huh. just not in their correct order. Correct. And <laughs> the purpose of all of this was to prevent the walls from getting... Well, it's allowing the walls to dry out. Ooh, dance party. there's robbie (laughs) took me five minutes yeah that's okay you got it (laughs) good job fresh meat way to back robbie up and we're still on facebook because the song didn't i I didn't push the song to facebook yeah (laughs) there you go i you said it like in the very beginning you said something about tumbling i'm like i gotta go (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh Oh, my job is fine. So anyway, yeah, no, it's uh, that's one of those things. So yes, we can give you all the parts, but if you don't put them up in the right order, it's you not may have right. a problem. Yes, no. you know, because if you don't put it up in the right order, what would happen? Oh, he, um, he dropped it. You, I took uh, it down. Failure. Sorry, I can bring it back up again. No, no, it's too late. <laughs> just, just make There's Robbie always a, a callback. Just, just, uh, just make a little, uh, like, like a little clip for Robbie that. The walls come crum- crumbling down. Just make that little clip. Okay. That's it. I'll, I'll, I'll pull the chorus. And I'll, yes. Like 30, 45 seconds, I'll drop it into the folder. But right. we need it a lot louder. Yeah, no. It's I a, didn't want it to overmodulate. Yes. No, you're doing fine, Fresh Meat. Thank it's you. good. You're doing fine. So, again, uh, I and now, I, now we put up the furring strips and, and hang siding. And, I mean, that's just the normal way of doing things for us. But the other thing is I actually saw... Someone else, there's two houses being built in my neighborhood. One of them is obviously being built by someone that follows current codes and stuff. They had the, you know, I've been watching the whole thing being built. But they're not used following current code. They're also, like, taking it to the next level. They, Mm -hmm. They put plastic down before they poured their walls over their footing so you don't get any wicking. They've got, you know, they've got vapor barriers all over the place. They've, they've put the furring strips up. It's amazing all the stuff. Everything's getting taped. So it's. Uh, so you got one of those guys that reads. Yes. And then the, the house next door, none uh-huh. of that. You know, yeah. they, 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 have, they have the. Uh, they, they started at the top and put up all the Tyvek at the top. And then the next layer that was next layer down, they put that over top of it. So that each layer is like going inside. They shingled it backwards, basically. And they tucked all the all the windows in and the doors. So they pulled all yeah. that paper in. They didn't tape the, the the window flanges to the anything. So, you know, there's two completely different companies. In, and one is like one's conscientious and, and making sure he's doing it correctly. And the other one's just, like you said. Doing the, it the way we've always done it. Putting the pieces up. Just putting the yeah. pieces up. So, you know, the, the thing is. We need to keep educating ourselves because there's new materials coming out. We can't do it the way we used to because they're different materials. So if we were still using those same materials from 30 years ago, well, then, yes, we can build the same way. But 
that that's the reality is that we're not building the same way because we're not exactly. using the same materials. So you have to change, and you have to you have to update the, the way you do things. And putting the uh, putting the furring strips on is something that's fairly simple. It's 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 it takes not, time. <laughs> honestly, we you use one by threes, and uh, so it's it's easy. You could tack it on the bottom, and as you start, you just keep working it up. And as you're working up the walls, you're just tacking it in as you go, and uh, it's it's not that big of a deal. So, yes, Robbie. Um, I was told on Facebook, by the way. Hi to new people, Catherine and Ken. Thank you so much. But um, please turn up the volume on the live and the phone. It is much too low. On the live? On the live and the phone, much too low. Turn it up on the Facebook? Turn it up. Uh, yeah, the Facebook levels are fine. I can boost them a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we just spend it's it, the stream. I think it's better quality now, but the old one it was super super hot. Uh huh. You know, so it should be better now. But but keep me posted on that. Thank you. If All anybody right. else has any comments, please. For fresh meat, please go, please go to Mighty House Radio Show on Facebook or the watch t- us live. Yeah, or or you can go on the Twitter and uh, send us a note and and then we'll pass it on to the, the people in charge on the other side of the glass. Absolutely. And and they'll get get it all corrected. Thank so, you. There we go. Or anyway, try. <laughs> we might try to get it corrected. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes, yes. Uh, okay. So, in 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 the text of uh, we were talking earlier about your building in you know building these walls in Florida uh-huh. and and you're basically putting sails up because this is what the architect said he wanted. So you're putting these sails up in in hurricane areas. So that, mm-hmm. and now you got to try and keep that all together. Well, yes. I mean, I showed in the um, in the videos how we put threaded rod. Right. So when they poured the the tie beam on the top of the concrete, uh, the block walls, they put anchor bolts in there every four feet. Right. And then they use a coupler and they screw that onto the anchor bolt and they run threaded rod from that concrete beam all the way up through the second floor wall to the top plates. And at the bottom plate and the top plate, they have nuts and washers. So the wall is literally bolted to the tie beam on the first floor uh-huh. to prevent uplift. The racking is is stopped by the plywood sheathing on the outside. Like I said, and then the, you see the, I took videos, I showed in the video the straps that we use for the tie downs for the trusses. Uh-huh. House going nowhere. <laughs> so, and the thing is, I mean, with the the onslaught or tornadoes that we just, you know, throughout right. the, the the Midwest, yep, they're not adopting any part of this. Yeah, and that's where the problem lies. You know, these people are. It's amazing to me how people stand in their town, like, you know, they're devastated, but like, we will rebuild. But but with the but same we way. won't change the way we build. We're just gonna rebuild, and two years from now, your house will be gone again. It's you have to adapt and change. Right, and and it, that brings me to the point of one of the things we posted this week to build a house to hurricane codes. It was like eighteen hundred square feet. Mm-hmm. The average additional cost was three to five thousand dollars to build one of these homes with the hurricane resistant technology that you guys are using. So, yes, <clears throat> not to not to go as, as extreme as the block walls, but to frame a house, a one story or even one and a half story house and do the straps and things like that. Yes. Yep. A few thousand dollars and the house will survive better. Right. Yeah. It'll it'll make a it'll make a huge difference. And there's so there are 
building techniques that can be adopted uh, throughout the country. That's stuff that's proven already down there in Florida in these hurricane alleys that 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 could be used. And um, well, it, it would all make started with started with Hurricane Andrew, 1992. After that, they changed the codes. Yep. All right, we're going to come back with the tip of the week next. You are listening to Mighty House. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Does your dig that? Let's dig it. I thought you said your dog did not bite. That is not my, my dog. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. <laughs> Excuse me. We're broadcasting worldwide and live. MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And uh, we're going to have to work on this next, uh, I think, in the third hour. We're going to, we got to cook up a new way of giving away these Klein tools. So we've got the new Klein tools to uh, give away. And uh, we're going to do something new, something different, I think, coming up next month. As so, soon as we think of it. Yes, but we're, we're going to collaborate with the listeners and come up with a new, a new game. The Klein tool game, maybe we can do something like that. We'll find out from Fresh Meat because I know he's got, he's got two cents on this also. Absolutely. That's right. And then... Um, and then? And then the newsletter there, Rich. How can no, and then. It? No. And then? So the newsletter, you'd want to go over to MightyHouse.net. You go to the Contact Us page. Fill in your first, last name, email address. Scroll on down and click on Boom Done. Now, here's the thing. Yep. If you subscribe to the newsletter, that's the only email you're going to get each Friday from us. Just letting you know who's coming on the show. Yep. Links to their products or services. Yep. General information. Yep. Tells you what's coming to be on the tip of the week. It tells you that Clutter Clarity's yep. going to be on. Right. Uh, just there's some good information there. And we got a link now because, you know, it's that time of year again, the Tesla raffle for the Illinois Solar Energy Association. Yeah. So there's a link there so you can go get raffle tickets to win that Tesla. That's it. Uh, it's only two thousand tickets being sold. It's a hundred dollars a ticket, and uh, you get four for three hundred. So uh, you can go sign up and have a chance to win the, that that uh, Tesla. And it's a Model X they're giving away this year. So you got yeah, that. which I think those are about one hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, at least I think that's their base model. Yeah, yeah. So because so, that's the one's got the cool rear doors, the suicide or not suicide, but the Gullwing rear doors. Yes. So yes, they will open up within one foot of space. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool stuff. Yes, it is. Uh, so you got that going for you. That's still all have in the paint. newsletter. If I had it, I'd still paint a grill on the front, yes. though. Uh, yep. It just looks bad without a grill. <laughs> yep, it does. Take it, right from the dealership to the body shop. Uh, no, paint no, a grill on this thing. No, 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 because you could do the vinyl, you know, the you know the lettering, vinyl lettering stuff. You could. You could yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a wrap put on there, yeah. but I, it needs a grill. It just looks funny. Yep, I agree. Even the Model 3 does. It just it needs a grill. Yeah. Yeah, it needs teeth. Yeah, it's like it's like you're looking at like a shark with no teeth, you know. A what? Mm-hmm. A shark with no teeth. A what? Shark with no teeth. Like Baby Grandpa Shark. <laughs> it's time for the tip of the week, Come isn't on. it? <laughs> you ready there, 
fresh meat? We're gonna, I am. Okay, here we go. Uh, it, if your rumbling and cracking sounds are made by the water heater or there never seems to be enough hot water, stop by the water heater warehouse in Northbrook and talk to Bob. He has a full line of A.O. Smith professional pro-line water heaters with pure magnesium anode rods. You know what that is, Robbie? An anode rod? It sounds like a suppository. Yeah, but it's not. It's, no, it's better be than that. No, that would be anus. Other places cheap out and install aluminum anode rods that are gel that will create gel and sludge at the bottom of your water heater. With Bob from Northbrook, everyone gets the wholesale prices at Water Heater Warehouse in Northbrook. It's right across the street from Glenbrook High School, and uh, you can give Bob a call at 847-564-4448. That's 847-564-4448. And if you want to know if you need a new water heater, you can you can talk to him also. And he may just say, you know what, you just need some Maggie Rad and uh, get her cleaned up, and you'll be ready to go. So that's M A G hyphen E R A D. And uh, to give Bob a call one more time, it's eight four seven five six four 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 eight. And uh, with that, we're going to play this. Okay, Sparky. Perfect. So it's spring. So everybody's going to be out there. They're going to be building their new deck. Uh Uh-huh. And there's some things that before you go building the deck, you really need to think about. Drainage planes. Nope, deck, well, flashing, but that's down here on the list. Okay, good. All right, so if you're going to be building the deck, here's some stuff you want to consider. Your post holes, right, your piers. Make sure they're a minimum four feet deep. You can never make them too deep. You just can't reach the bottom sometimes. The best way to do it, though, is to rent an auger. Uh-huh. And they make those augers now where the motor's behind you, and right. it has a drive shaft like a PTO. Yes. So now that the, the auger head is much easier to run. Yes. But you're better off renting one of those, especially if you have to do more than two. Three or four. <laughs> Three or four holes. Because uh-huh. um, you can get the actual depth you need easier. It makes a better hole. Um, do not put your wood posts in those holes. What? No, you drop Don't. it in there. No, you do not. Oh, okay. Do not put the four by fours or whatever your posts are in that. Put that, fill those with concrete. And I always use cutoffs of sonotube. Okay. You know, like take six or eight inches of sonotube and you put that on the dirt. Okay. And it makes a very nice looking pier. Then. Why did you I know, all... recall one time you said about putting gravel? That's a fence post. Sorry. Yes. I'm listening. <laughs> you are yep. listening. You are listening, yes. There you go. Yeah, I remember fence... that. You said put. So, what's the difference between a fence post with gravel and a deck with posts with gravel? What's because the your loads are different. Yeah. You on a fence post, you're 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 fighting lateral loads from wind moving the fence left and right. Okay, on a deck, your load is pretty much gravity straight down, so you don't have the racking as much. So it has to do with how you're tightening up the lateral load. Got it. Clears mud. But, he, she has no clue what we but said. I do not want the posts <laughs> in the ground because typically they'll absorb water yep. and then cause them to rot and all that. So the best thing to do is a concrete pier, and then you buy post anchors that you bolt to the pier or to the concrete, yep. and then it usually has like a one-inch standoff, and you can actually put your posts on that. Correct. So that keeps them high and dry. Deck ledgers must be bolted to your rim joist directly to the wall. So if you have siding on your house, take the siding off. Put your deck ledger in, do your flashing, and then put your siding back. Do not put the ledger over. 
If right. you have brick, make sure you drill through the, all the way through the brick and lag bolts long enough to get to the rim joist. Well, they're actually through bolting right now with a nut and washer on the inside. And and, and then you don't do your, your bolt has spacing has to be one high, one low, and you stagger right. them up and down. Um, 12 inches on center. Yeah, they're not. Even if you and you can't just like anchor right into the brick veneer either. I know it's no. hard. It's hard and strong, but it it's not designed to carry that load. So correct. Um, you need to bolt through the brick, through the rim joist, unless you're going to go into the foundation. Then you can anchor into the foundation. Right. So it uh, okay. They've gotten really strict with how that hangs on the wall. Good because that's how they fail and the decks fall down. That's right. All right. Two minutes. So. That's fine. So the other thing now is once that ledger is up there, do not use aluminum flashing. What? You need to put a rubber membrane over that over that board because the new ACQ happens to be corrosive to fasteners and metals. So mm-hmm. an aluminum flashing might only last a year. So what we do is you take a strip of ice and water shield, you put that on the wall and over the, the rim joist, your, your ledger. Yep. And then you can put an aluminum flashing there. And then, that way you've got the rubber between so it will not corrode. Uh, but we didn't learn that until after a while. <laughs> That's why all your fasteners are supposed to be stainless yep. or double-dip galvanized. You can't just use regular cheap screws and nails. Um, one of the things I always like to do, though, is... Um, so it, I can really stick with this. If you're building a raised deck or, or a patio, or, you know, platform, you only put your sway braces on your two end posts, never on the center. So any intermediate post should never have a sway brace, only the corners. And there's physical reasons for that, which too heavy to get into. Okay. We get Will to call back as physics. Right. Um, upsize your joists if you want to get the bounce out, because the joists are typically, <laughs> you can go with 2x8s. You might want to go 2x10, because all your wood is southern yellow pine, which is pretty garbagey wood. Uh-huh. They just treat it to make it saleable. Yep. All right, we're out of time on that one, and I only got eight more things, so we'll just we'll carry that next that. week. We do some more next week on it. Well, All right, ever. we'll be back right after this. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. 